Listen to me, Corey. Throughout your life, there's going to be a lot of opportunities that come up, and they're going to seem great, and they're going to seem wonderful, and they're going to seem like they make your life a heck of a lot easier, but you have to walk away. And, you know, at times it's going to be really difficult to do that, but you have to because you deserve better. But, hey, you know something? It's your life, Corey. It's your decision. You know what's best for you. Now, if you don't mind, got to meet Julie and her study group for jet ski. When the What up, bros? What up, bros? And welcome to Bra Meets World. What up, Bra Meets World? Yeah, Boy Meets World Fancast. This is episode 90. I'm Siege. And I'm your boy, T Dizzle. T, T, Tony Coitus, Tonathy, the, the main man, Bra Meets World co host in your face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I honestly. <laughs> I have end of season four hypeness. I All right, honestly, so I was going to say this is our season four finale, and I'm going to say this right now. This may be one of the best episodes of Boy Meets World, definitely of the season. And this is a good ass season. This is a great season. I actually... I, not to sound controversial, I kind of disagree with you about this episode. But what? How I, do we do this all the time? <laughs> all right, we'll get into it. But overall, I'm just so excited about season four in general. Like, we just had so much good stuff. I was actually scrolling through Disney Plus, and, you know, I was kind of just scrolling through the season two and season three titles, and I was just like, man, that episode sucked. Man, that episode sucked. <laughs> and then when you get to season four, I'm like, honestly, overall, it's just a, gr- a pretty solid season. So I'm excited that we're wrapping it up, that you're excited to talk about this episode, because I have some thoughts, too. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. It is just you and I today. We've had some really great guests this past season, uh, but we're kind of keeping it old school for the finale. It's just T and I, um, which I feel can allow us to get into some things and maybe be a little less polished. <laughs> a little, and just like, guys, we're hard peddling the real this episode, okay? Because, I mean, honestly, Corey's storyline... I have a lot of thoughts. I'm really excited. Okay, let's do the tell me about it. Okay. <clears throat> tell me about it. Tell me all about the show. Eric has to pick a school. Some college chick wants to ride Corey's tool. I love it. I, I did love the best it. I could. I did the best I could, guys. Yeah. You me- do better. My challenge. <laughs> we want you to. Um, also, we were just talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, we are on Zoom recording this, and we were talking about Zoom backgrounds. If someone can make us a Zoom background of Chubby's or of like Eric that, in those bedroom, I think it would be yes. amazing. The the boys' college apartment would be great. Um, the living room for the Matthews would be a great set. The kitchen would be a great set. Sean's trailer, anything, guys. We're hungry for some content. And yeah, guys, but I, I want to prioritize 10, 1080p, 1080p, guys. All right, I'm not looking for some blurred background shit. This is a professional operation. All right, so uh, this is season four, episode twenty-two. Learn to fly. Yay! Yeah, yeah. 
Eric invites Corey and his friends to come with him to a potential college. However, once Corey finds out Topanga isn't coming, he gets upset, but a sexy college girl named Mary Beth offers him, offers to give him a little fun. Meanwhile, Eric's doubt that any real college will accept him leads him to consider staying at a surfer school. Will they be able to walk away from a sure thing or will they throw away everything they've worked hard to keep? In my head, you spelled a sure thing, S-H-O-R-E. Oh my God, that's so good. (laughs) That's what we should call this. A sure sure, thing. That's a much better name for this episode is a sure thing. Why would they not do that? Oh I like again, gosh. I'm talking to you, Boy Meets World writers room. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I definitely first want thoughts. First thoughts is that I really feel like for a season this strong, this is kind of a weak finale. And that's kind of my overall thoughts is that like I understand that, you know, we see this great resolution with Eric that I want to talk about. But as far as Corey's storyline goes, I just feel like it's kind of I wish there was more um, like something that kind of played on stories that we touched on with Corey this season. So it felt like a resolution to an ongoing thing and not just a new problem for the finale. Whenever a new problem is introduced in the finale, instead of settling old problems, it's harder for me to get on board. And that's my only complaint. See, and I, you're right. I disagree. And I disagree because I feel like this season was about the maturing, but like maturing in a way that we honestly haven't, I mean, like Topanga became Topanga this season. Um, We're talking about sex. We're talking about real life issues. We got the, as you said, we got the uh, book into Eric's storyline of getting into college and growth and his whole gap year situation. But also with Corey and Topanga, we've kind of seen them um, mature as a couple. And this time we're getting the adult content that they deserve. So to me, this was like, this was them saying, hey, by the way, we're going there. We're talking about sex now. We're not just kind of alluding to it jokingly. No, there's a full on chance Corey could get his pickle wet. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about boys who want to move, but their girlfriends aren't ready. I feel like all of these things were really, really important, especially since Eric will be going into college next year and we get the boys getting a little bit older. So for me, this made sense and I wasn't surprised by it, especially considering that mid-season finale, we had Corey and Topanga with their Pittsburgh episode and kind of talk about, hey, Topanga has new parents or guardianship. Topanga and Corey feel like they love each other and they're the one, but Hey, by the way, they're not having sex and Topanga's not ready to have sex. So for me, this was a logical conclusion. And, and, and I, I- I can I can respect this mature take of sexual boundaries in a relationship. I I can appreciate that. I just to me it, I wish I would have had something else to solidify this as a finale for Corey season as well because this really feels like season four was Eric's story if you were watching this episode I, I I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit I'm gonna go ahead and put a quarter in the jar that for next the next Christmas episode in season five it's called a very Topanga Christmas spoilers it ends with them giving each other promise rings I would argue that I and I know I have my own <laughs> thoughts on promise rings but if you're gonna do something like that 
it seems to me that the end of the season in which she gave up living with her damn parents to be with this guy would have been more of a season finale thing to do now versus waiting till next Christmas. So wait, what, what are you saying? Are you saying that they should have done the walk to Pittsburgh as the finale? No, no, no. I'm saying that they should acknowledge the fact that Topanga gave up her family to be with Corey and that if they had something that said, okay, I'm acknowledging that you've made a lot of changes for me. I want to do something to take this relationship to the next level to acknowledge that. It would have been more of a cap on their seasonal story versus just an episodic story. Okay, I, you know what, I can see that. And I think very often we go back and forth because there's, is this a good episode in terms of writing, in terms of middle, beginning, end? And is this a good episode for these characters? And I think we even disagree on that, but I, I can see your point about for having the Topanga left her family behind, maybe having some kind of resolution there would have been a better way to end the season. And then we get something for Topanga to have a resolution for as well, you know? Um, Or we could just get an update on what the fuck's happening with Turner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, that would have been nice as well. I mean, I think we we say this very often. Uh, It's boy meets world, so they don't care about Topanga. Like, she just comes and goes. And the boy Uh, rotates between Eric, Sean, and Corey. And this episode definitely felt like an Eric finale, which is fine. We need them every now and then. But also, I'm going to say it felt like a finale, like a Boy Meets World finale. And what I mean by that is you had your, like, whimsy, mystical shit where um, Sean is, like, telling the future because he had this dream. And it's very similar to season one where magic happens and they blink Minkus away. Um, You have the end of Eric's storyline and kind of really building on Eric and Corey's connection as brothers, which is very similar to last season's finale. So for me, I felt like this felt like a Boy Meets World finale. Um, and I, I, guess I do agree that I really like when the show builds on the brotherhood between Eric and Corey. It almost feels like it's, it's an afterthought. It almost feels like uh, it's the end of the season and shit, we haven't had an Eric and Corey moment yet. But I do like it that this episode kind of centered on that and how each of them being brothers with each other influenced the decisions they made outside of their brotherhood. So Eric influencing Corey to kind of like think about what he truly wants with his relationship with Topanga and Corey challenging Eric to think about what he really wants out of college. I thought that was a beautiful marriage of, of storylines. Yeah. We've seen a lot of Corey and Eric having storylines this season that just didn't match. Like whether it was Eric just all of a sudden seeming to care and then it not going anywhere Mm -hmm. or Corey giving advice and you're like, why are you talking or not listening? You know, it's like there's been a lot of times where it seemed like the writers were trying to force a moment and it didn't work and it didn't balance. Whereas to me, this episode is what all of those episodes should have been. They had a shared lesson that they learned. They had um, moments where one person's storyline balanced the others. And I thought that that would, and it just felt real. Like the moment when Eric walks into the room and Corey's just like, yo, it's not what you think. Eric, Eric gives a very big brother 
speech that totally matches where Eric is in this time and what Eric would say. And then you also get Corey's response to Eric's speech, which is very akin to what we heard earlier in the security guy episode. And I just thought that, again, this all made sense. It all balanced out in a way that we don't always get. Can we... Okay, I, I want to get more into this, but I want to stop so we can do the roll call because I want to talk about the uh, the girls who we see in this episode. Okay, so let's start with, we get, in our roll call, we get Brigida Dow as Julie. We get Lisa Dean Ryan as Mary Beth. We get Sandra Lafferty as Mrs. Blutman, Mrs. Blutman. I can't remember how they pronounced it. And then finally, we get Bonnie Bart Bartlett as the Dean of Admissions, who we will later, I know she comes back. I know she's really important. I don't want to spoil it, but for those who have seen uh, the show ahead, you know why she's an important character. Well, she's also the wife of the actor who plays Mr. Feeney. Yes. So that's just important to throw in there. Obviously, that's going to play a bigger part later on. But for right now, it, it's just she that's her connection to the show. Um, my issue with this episode and the, uh, the reason why I'm having a hard time accepting it as a great finale is because all the great things that they do for Eric and his development in this in this season the show still falls so short when it comes to showing women not being the three archetypes we've seen of women in this in this episode the women that we meet are all either uh perfect topanga the uh, crazy you know the sexual temptress sexual temptress uh, the hoe character that we see in mary beth and then we just have the this this polite woman who just has one job to do who is also kind of made fun of this episode too house mother sure. The house mother. I, it, it, that's fine. I'm not so worried about that. The Mary Beth character is the one I have some real problems with because to me, it doesn't feel like a realistic interaction that a woman would have with a man. It feels like something um, like under the male gaze, this is something that would happen, but never in real life. Yeah, this definitely felt like I was watching it being like, some dude almost got caught cheating and was like, this will make a great storyline. Or actually cheated and was like, this will make a great storyline. Either way, this was definitely some dude's version of a tale instead of like a nuanced look at relationships and long distance and wanting to go there and not being really connected or seeing eye to eye with your partner. Yeah. And I would also argue that one of the reasons why I thought this was a weak finale for Corey is because I really feel like he didn't learn any of the lessons he's learned throughout the past few seasons. We saw this when he went to what's her face's party with Sean and he was the only, they were the only two people there with the party Topanga's homesick. And he goes, he lets that interaction with that girl go on way too long she eventually kisses him and then she leaves, right? Then, then Corey leaves and says to Panga, I'm sorry, I did this, right? The entire time I'm watching the episode, I'm like, Corey, you should have left a long time ago. And when I'm watching this episode, the entire time I'm seeing Corey and Mary Beth together, I'm like, bro, you should have been out of there a long time ago. You waiting till you're on the bed and caught by Eric to stop is not anything that shows a commitment to this girl who left her family to be with you. And that's part of the issues I have. 
I'm really glad you brought in the Lester family to be with you because I honestly did kind of look at this episode kind of standalone because, you know, we've had guests for so long and this is the last, the first time I've actually just watched an episode for the sake of watching the episode. And I took it as its own piece. But when you consider the season and the fact that Topanga has left her family to be with you and she tells you for all you know that her aunt won't let her go and you get mad at her and you're like, it seems like you don't even want to be alone with me. It's like, all you guys do is spend your time, spend time together. That's all you do. <laughs> like, so it's crazy that you're mad at her for not wanting to spend an additional weekend with you. And um, when you consider all of that, you're, you're right. I will say though, that A, this is very fitting from Corey, from your own admission, Corey is just a cheater. I mean, don't (laughs) get me wrong. Corey never successfully cheats, but Corey is the type of guy who, like... I don't know how to say it, but Corey's a just a tip dude. 100%. It's like, what is cheating to Corey? Because I'm pretty sure that him entertaining the idea of Mary Beth is just as much of a problem as him going through with it. Like, he stayed around that room way too long. I would say not even entertaining, because, like, entertaining would be like, oh, I kind of thought she was cute. We're, like, both flirting. But from the very beginning, he was like, yo, Sean, your dream? Wrong girl is looking at me and that was you're right that's your point to be like i got a girlfriend i got to get myself out of this Sean situation. got out of there and Corey didn't that was exactly. a choice exactly that was a choice that is a choice and then second of all you have the idea that he's stuck on the bed i kind of get that but if eric had not opened that door Corey definitely would have done it and that's just the reality it's just Mary the reality Beth- looked at him and said, I'm going to go take a shower. And he's like, oh, so we're done here? She's like, not even close. I'm just getting this b-hole ready for you, big poppy. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not using that as an opportunity to leave, but like, hold on, let me see what this clean butthole looks like. That (laughs) is a problem. Yeah, no. I'm going to say, like, it's just, I want to say, like, of course, for me, there is a difference between, like, actually going through with the action but i have a feeling that if topanga were the one who would have walked into that room like you're you'd be hard pressed to excuse yourself out of it yeah the whole the whole excuse of i didn't actually go through with it would not work i don't know a single female who would be like oh you almost cheated, but i walked in conveniently in time to stop you and therefore it's okay Any woman who's listening to this, I want you to watch the episode. I want you to think about your man as Corey and think about at what point you would prefer your partner to leave the room. And I'm telling you, it's probably way sooner than on the bed with a clean but old woman. Yeah, but here's the thing. I I will admit, I'm I'm not innocent. I definitely would have like, depending if you're attracted to that person, probably would have stayed a little bit longer than I should have. You know, like that's just just the fact. But... There's, there's a, anyone in a relationship knows that there's a don't pass go moment where you have made a choice. You are actively saying, 
let's just see where this goes. And, and the, that's moment what it you was. Make, the moment you make that decision, yo, you're already in trouble. And that's what I think is my issue with how Corey is portrayed is because he's seen as the good guy for not going through with it. But him being a good guy would have been, let me not see where this goes. And that's kind of the takeaway I wish we had. That's the lesson I wish Corey would learn because honestly, it's just giving him a lot more wiggle room than he deserves. Yeah. I mean, I think again, you have guys writing this show. So it makes clear that a guy would be like, I mean, he didn't get it in. So all good. (laughs) Um, I do want to talk about, again, we, we said it earlier and I will just talk about Corey and Eric's scene. Totally. Um, And after that, I want to talk about Eric's choice about college and that whole storyline. But I do want to talk about Corey and Eric scene, because for me, that scene is like the chef's kiss of the episode. Totally. Absolutely. And I, I, I will agree with you on that, that like, um, even though like how you said in the viewing this as a seasonal finale does have some things that you can pick, but as an episode, the way these stories, the A and B story marry each other, the way that Sean and Corey are able to learn from each other, both in their circumstances, it's so expertly done. And that's the the main takeaway I took from season four was that this is the season where they got that recipe, right? Where they learned how to tell two stories at once that can coincide, coincide with each other instead of ones that take away from each other. And so for, that reason i do think this is kind of a stronger episode than maybe i gave it credit for because i do so much love the resolution um that inspires both Corey and eric to make these really great choices yeah the idea of eric coming in what one of the things that i loved about it is eric comes in he's like you know what don't mind me i'm gonna get my stuff and leave and Corey's like yo it's not what you thought blah blah you know excuse 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 and eric's like Look, you're a grown person. I'm not here to judge you. you you're an adult. You got to make your own choices. That's fine. However, I will advise you that you're going to have a moment. And then tomorrow morning, when she's gone, when all of this is behind us, and Topanga knows nothing about it, but you'll know, and Mary Beth will know, and if you're as good of a person as you always claim to be, I don't think that's going to work out for you. I don't think that's really going to be your vibe. And what do you say? 16 years of a relationship gone in an instant. And I think that that's just really, really important to talk about, not only as a TV show, but like especially as a TV show aimed to teenagers and people who look at Corey and Topanga as like a blueprint for a healthy relationship really talking and telling these people, A, temptation is very real, but B, temptation will satisfy you for the moment. But is it worth everything else is really, really important. Because maybe maybe Corey hasn't learned that lesson because every single season and every single episode where this topic has come up, it's always been like Topanga found out, he felt guilty, she forgave him. And this was like, no, she's not here. What decision are you going to make on your own? I know what you're going to say. No, Corey, you don't. You're a big boy. You know what you're doing. Nothing was going to happen. You don't have to answer to me, Corey. Did you know Topanga lied to me? Then she had this coming. And Mary Beth is beautiful, and she's here, and no one's ever going to know about it. Except for Mary Beth. And you. You know, Eric, we had this whole weekend planned out, okay? Why didn't Topanga want to come with me? 
And tomorrow, Mary Beth will be gone. And so will 16 years of a great relationship with somebody you really care about. Somebody you love. Somebody who's worth waiting for. And I would even argue that in the past, Corey has been interrupted for making these choices every time. It's like, if Eric didn't come in on the eighth hour, I would really argue whether or not, like, Corey would have came to this resolution. But I will say that, like, that your entire relationship gone in a minute is the main takeaway from any time that like you're in that position where you're like, do I see where this is going or not? Like it's that wager. It's like, am I willing to wager whatever this fictional outcome may be for a thing that I'm already sure about S H O R E sure about, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I, I no, I do. I agree that I feel like that was a really solid moment, a strong moment for the episode. And I do like how, um, you know, obviously we're going to get to Eric's storyline in a bit, but you know that Corey was able to accept the the lesson that Eric was trying to teach in a way that wasn't dismissive. It wasn't like, well, you shouldn't worry about me. You should focus on your own self. He didn't do that. He was like, actually, you know what? You make a good point. But in that same vein, maybe you should consider not taking the easy way out as well. Absolutely. I think that a few things. One, if Eric would not have come in, we definitely would have opened up on a scene of Corey throwing away the condom. That's just like, it just is, it's where we would have been (laughs) had, had Eric not shown up. Number one. Number two is you're right. I, think, I don't think Corey packs a rubber. I'm just going to throw that out there. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy who's oh, prepared. Mary Beth is in college. I, I, I don't know about anybody else, but in college, I had that drawer with just like a bunch of condoms. Uh, and mm. here's the thing. I had them not just for me, but all my friends knew that that drawer was always filled with condoms. So I'm just all saying. Right. You're right. You know what? Corey doesn't seem like the type who would be prepared. Mary Beth seems like she is very prepared for any situation she threw out all of her ex-boyfriend stuff except a box of condoms i'm just saying (laughs) because obviously a woman doesn't know how to handle her emotions jesus (laughs) christ boy meets world what are you saying what they've been saying but (laughs) then you have the idea of um as you said Corey accepting that and really owning up to what he almost did but then taking that lesson and sharing it with his brother, being like, hey, you deserve more too. You shouldn't just take what's given to you because just like I'm about to throw away all this effort that I've put in, so are you. And that's not only a good mirroring of storylines, that's a great brotherhood. And that's a great way to show that Corey received the lesson, but also how you sometimes can't see yourself. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You know, Eric, you deserve better too. What do you mean? Listen, if you go to this school, you're gonna feel good for like a day and then you won't. Okay, I mean, I, I know you have worked so hard and so long, you deserve to go to a place that's worthy of all that effort. Should we use this as an opportunity to travel back to the beginning up of the of the episode and talk about Eric's development? Yeah, let's do um, it. I feel like Eric obviously had the stronger story in this episode, the stronger story this season. Him starting the show with "I'm nervous about interviewing in a real college that has you know that's going to push me outside of my comfort zone and let me look into something that may be easier, that may be a, a sure thing." Um, 
that feels so realistic to the character of Eric to me and his, his development, him getting to the point where it's like, actually, I don't want that to me is not a decision that season three, Eric would have made. And that's why I love his, his story arc this episode, because if it wasn't for the influence of Feeney and his parents, this episode, uh, this season, I don't think we would have gotten to a point where Eric's like, actually, I do want to push myself to something harder because last season he was, he got, he was telling his friends about getting accepted to a fake school that he knew was fake. And so I think, you know, seeing him go to a school now that's not going to really push him academically um, was something that he was already conscious about. And I, I think it's because of the journeys he's made this season. So I, I, again, very strong episode and finale for his arc. Yeah, I well, this is a good bookend to his season, as you pointed out, because we opened up on Eric not wanting to face the real world, not wanting to go back home. Remember, that was what season four's first episode was about. So to have him go from there to, again, choosing to challenge himself and choosing to see himself as more than just settled down and taking what he can get is really important. <laughs> Sorry, I felt that cough coming for a while. I was like, hold it, hold it, hold it. Okay. And then you have the idea that I I don't know why. I'm going to say what it is. We're from Florida. I felt a little bit targeted. I felt attacked. I felt like they were saying that school was uh, in Florida. It felt very much like a party school. I was like, what are y'all trying to say? Now, maybe that's just me being defensive. But (laughs) Okay, so did they say the school was in Florida? I think I missed that. No, 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 no. It honestly, it just says, it just says, what, surfer school, beach college or something like that? Something that clearly is not in New Jersey. Like they're driving a while to get to this school. I, exactly. I'm they're out uh, again, just because of the drive. I'm assuming they're on the East coast and this is like a university of Miami type thing. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Probably more like Jacksonville, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> but either um, way. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, watching it, I thought that, it brought up an interesting idea of college even because you have that, you have um, Julie who's like, yo, real life is four years away. It almost reminded me of 30 rocks. Um, Leap day Williams, you know, real life yeah. is for March. <laughs> like, that's kind of like what I thought about it. And I liked that Eric was like, no, I mean like college is a social time and it's great to hang out with your friends, but if you're going to go, you should also be going to get something. Leave, as he said, leave with more than what I came in with. And I thought that that was a pretty good argument. And again, we're kind of, I won't say anti-college, but we're definitely pro other options than college um, after high school. But I think if you're going to go, one of the things that I witnessed all the time were people who just burned out or dropped out because they went to college to have fun. It's like, yo, you can not pay admission and go to a party. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, I've been, I, I kind of mentioned this a few weeks ago as part of the homework that I've been watching the show Blackish and um, during quarantine. And one of the things I want to point out is that they had their older son have a gap year for college. And at the end of his gap year, he's like, you know what? I actually am deciding not to go to college. I feel like, you know, with just the way the landscape is, I have more opportunities elsewhere. Um, And I have to say, as much as I agree with that sentiment more, I do feel like Eric getting into college 
is a better more satisfying story for a viewer. And like, as much as I agree that Eric could have probably um, found opportunity elsewhere, his, him, I'm sorry, my dog's like barking. You're fine. It's slight, but it's fine. Um, Him actually deciding to push himself outside. I think that's the thing is that for him, he wanted to learn and get the knowledge and the experience of college. It wasn't this thing where he wanted to go because other people said he should go. He came to the conclusion of, hey, I've been out in the world for a year. I'm realizing that I have way more options this way. It just felt like a very organic and a very... um, uh, a storyline they really nourished throughout the season. I feel like this is the most consistent story we've seen throughout the season. Um, I, I don't think that Sean or Corey had an arc that lasted the entire season like this. So, um, you know, I, I just have to say it was very satisfying as a viewer to see Eric come to this conclusion to make this decision. Absolutely. And also to see it like, you know, it, it, we kind of got uh, Feeney to give us the lesson early on of sometimes a sure thing is not the best thing. Like that's what Feeney says. And that kind of carries throughout, but it's not that Feeney told him and it's not that some teacher or adult or other individual told him that. <clears throat> um, so sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's not that one of those older individuals told him that this isn't for you and you you need to challenge yourself in school. It was Eric being like, yo, what is what am I actually getting from this? And yeah. what would this be? I mean, and then you have the fact that Corey helps him make that decision and be like, yo, step harder. But I just thought that it was really important that it wasn't necessarily Feeney or his parents or anything else. He pretty much came to the conclusion on his own. And then Corey helped push him over the threshold. And when you think about just all the episodes we've seen with him this season, the security guy episode, it, it makes uh, so much sense for Eric to go, well, if I go to the school, where will I be when it's over? Because mm-hmm. that's his, I like he spent a year in the world and he's like, I need to prepare myself for that world. Whereas when he was getting out of high school he's like i want to go to just college and so again just a fantastic um and uh to his uh seasonal arc yeah absolutely um so is there anything else you really want to talk about i want to briefly again tip my hat uh to writer strong who i think is (laughs) he plays such a small part in this episode but when i think about where we just saw him in the last episode where he was literally crying over the seemingly dead body of jonathan turner and for him to so like easily switch back into his comic relief role i just again i think these actors are extremely talented for child actors i think that one of the things I think we take for granted when we're watching Boy Meets World is how well the performances are from these actors because, you know, there's a reason why a lot of shows chose to go with older actors to portray teenagers in the 90s was because they wanted more nuanced performances. But I would argue that, you know, Ben and Ryder and Will and Danielle have given performances that are not only... um, fulfilling for the story but also so much more um fitting because they're the actual ages of the characters they're portraying so i just again want to just tip my hat to to writer who i thought was a great comic relief in this episode and really showed his range after last episode i agree you know on, honestly i kind of feel like in a way thinking about it 
I wonder if the season as a whole would be better if we switched the last two episodes. So, I mean, like, I know we wouldn't be ending on a high note that we do with Eric getting into college, but maybe if they had this trip and they'd done this thing and then you have um, Sean being wooed by this cult because he has just seen Eric and he's just seen the next stage and he's still not feeling that he fits in anywhere. And then us ending on that cliffhanger with Turner would make more sense. Like, I wonder if switching this to would make it better because we would get more of a context. Um, I, I'm just saying that because I agree with you that writer strong does really well, but again, it kind of bothers me that we just had Sean be very like, I'm giving my life to God, like all this other stuff, you know, I need to find my, I need to find me. And then this week he's just a goofball again. And I just feel like there's a disconnect. I have um, to say, I have to agree with you because I feel like one of the things that's a little unsatisfying is that Sean doesn't really get a strong resolution to his season. And at the beginning, I mean, when we think about where we saw Sean this season, he was moving back in with his family who we haven't seen since basically Thanksgiving. We have no idea what's going on there. Um, he was struggling with a bunch of class issues between him and Corey. We haven't seen class issues show up since again, I think like, the early half of the season. Um, it felt like the beginning half was very Sean heavy. And towards the end, we kind of lost track on telling his overall story. And so maybe something with his parents, you know, um, he went to that cult and it was because, you know, Turner said, like your parents are working out their marriage. It would have been nice to maybe see a glimpse of that with him in the finale. Um, just something that really kind of, that makes it feel like his story had a completion and had a purpose to it. Uh, yeah. Nice. I just want to say real quick, I posted um, the question about last episode in the Facebook group. I asked, you guys came out heavy in defense of cult fiction. And I just want to say you're all wrong. It is not a good episode. You all pointed out elements that are good and and as I said earlier, good ingredients does not make a good meal. Just going to say that. <laughs> Damn. We said it. We said it. We don't give a shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Everyone just literally, they were like, yo, this was, this scene was so good. Or, or like, it, it really sparked this thing about Sean. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't mean the episode's good. That just means you like the idea. Um, and I, I would argue that people who like this episode probably like it better in memory than watching it recently. They probably are sh big Sean fans as far as like storytelling goes. And so they relate to the episode. Or I'll even say this, they're Christians. And so <laughs> there being a God episode pulls them in. And I will like, say that uh, someone did point out, uh, like, because I did read the comments, someone was like, yo, I saw myself in that episode and it really identified with me. And if, if, if that's how you feel about it, then, you know, I don't want to take that away from you. I think that's great. But I will not say that that is a structurally good episode because no. it's not. Um, and I also, like I said, maybe it would be better if we had just move it, moved it to the season finale because then even like the cliffhanger ending would make more sense, uh, especially considering that we've kind of done this with um, Sean before. Can I tell you what would have honestly made this episode such a fucking perfect finale? If, you know, maybe like Eric's about to read his letter about him going into college and he gets it and like everyone applauds and then maybe there's a knock at the door and who is it? Jonathan Turner and everyone celebrates that he's recovered 
from his accent. Something, <laughs> something just to really just like bring it all home. And I think that's the thing that I felt like was missing from a season finale was bringing it all home, bringing it back to everyone. You know, it's really funny because uh, one, I believe the first episode of this season is like home, right? Is it like you can't come home? So I just think that that's funny that you said that. And then also one of the reasons why I love this episode, and I'm going to give it really high marks when we move on, is the fact that I felt like this episode wasted no time. It did everything right. It used all their characters perfectly. We didn't get anyone we didn't need. We didn't get any kind of side plot that I'm like, why are we spending our time doing this? It felt really tight. It felt really important. And we used the characters as we needed to use them. And uh, there was even this moment at the end where Eric has just gotten into college and Feeney says something and Eric's like, because of you, I can't even remember what it is, but like, there's just this moment. And I'm like, yeah, this episode ended reminding us that, hey, we've established this bond between Eric and Feeney, by the way. And Eric has completed his arc. And Corey and Topanga are back on the right track. You know what I mean? It's saying it's yeah. just, it felt like it really tied everything in a bow with that, at least within itself. So uh, I really liked this episode, and that's where I'm at. I don't really got shit else to say, if I'm being honest. It, yeah, it, the, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. overmoke this. Uh, I will say that um, bra moment or Feeny taught me. Which one do you want to do first? Um, I'm going to do the bra moment. And again, my bra moment is Corey waiting till Eric comes in before he decides to leave. Eric, Corey should have been able to come to that conclusion without any outside influence. And that's what I'm going to argue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't really have a Brum moment because I think everything kind of made sense to me. The only thing I will say is when Corey was like, oh, Corey gets freaky. I was like, yo, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, like, it's not out of character, but it was definitely a moment where I was like, oh, we are maturing. We are literally talking about we're going to be away on the weekend. No parents. When can I get it in? That's what every kid wants to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Feeney taught me. Feeney taught me um, sometimes the short thing's not the best thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's the, that's without doubt the lessons of this episode. And I think they, I really think they hit it home. Yeah. More than anything, I think that's what I want to walk away with is I feel like usually sometimes we have, we know what their goal is. We know what they said they wanted to teach you and they don't always hit it. But this one is like, hey, this was the lesson and this is how it tracks. Can I also argue a second Feeney lesson, Feeney taught me, and I think this is the overall lesson that we got from Eric this season, which is, you know, um, waiting till you're ready to move to the next step. I think that mm. he would not have been ready if he had went to college last year. I think it was good for him to take this time to figure out what he wanted to do. And it, it, his conversation with the Dean at the end where he's like, I, I'm ready to see what my potential is. I'm ready to move outside of my comfort zone. And I'm ready to just really find out what college is going to bring out in me, I think is a really great lesson as well. So I just want to say that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, real quick, I just dawned on me. Um, we talked about how the writers kind of skip over Topanga. Should we talk about Topanga not being ready real quick? I, you know what? I, 
I think that's a really interesting idea that Topanga was like, hey, I don't trust me to not want to fuck you, bro. It's not that <laughs> I don't trust you. I just think that like, hey, I'm kind of thinking about getting it in as well. And I feel like that might be not the best move for us. I just thought that was kind of interesting that they were like, hey, even the quote unquote good girl, perfect girl sometimes wants to get laid. Um, that, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's just what I wanted to say. I really applaud the show. Um, I mean, again, it's sometimes it's a little too much harking on the virginal archetype, but just the idea that Topanga's like, yo, I'm not ready. And I hope you can appreciate that. But also Corey coming back and not, not angrily, but just legit being like, yo, when have I ever not taken no for an answer yeah. from you? And I, I really think that these are the kind of conversations we should be encouraging. Um, again, I'm pretty sure we had this homework earlier in the season, but the show Sex Education does a really good job at this, at having teenagers have these uncomfortable conversations, but they only make having them more normalized. And I really, really appreciate whenever a show's like, yo, how about you talk to your partner? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, again, just normalizing like females who want sex, like Topanga just being like, this WAP is ready for you, baby, but I'm not ready to give it to you. <laughs> you know, is, uh, is a pretty dope lesson to kind of say that like, hey, you know, like it, it's not... I think this is the first time I, the first moment in Boy Meets World where I haven't seen them slut shame someone for wanting to have sex. Yeah. And so I think that's probably the, the, the main takeaway I got from it. I mean, to be fair, they didn't even really slut shame Mary Beth. Like they didn't say that she was wrong. Um, they were just like, Corey had to walk away. And Mary Beth knew she, he had a girlfriend and didn't care. She was a homewrecker, just like all these other bitches are. But also, uh, here's the thing. I'm not going to, we can go into this, but also she's like, look, I'm in college. I know what high school relationships are like. You know, she's you like, ain't wrong. You, yeah, ain't wrong. you know, she's like, oh, you and your high school girlfriend. Yeah, bruh. Sure. You know? <laughs> I mean, and again, at, at the end of the day, we know that Corey and Topanga go the long run. That's something that we know for a fact. But also if we, I will not judge a girl for being like, look, let's be honest. I, I'm not even forcing you. I'm legit letting you know I'm up. I'm ready. Do with that as you will. It'll be your choice because yeah. I think that if we look back on it, Mary Beth and Corey could have had a real lesson when it came to consent and that, Sometimes I don't know. I again, I didn't <laughs> like the way Mary Beth was portrayed. I don't see women acting like that. I've never been friends with someone who I feel like would have an interaction like that, who would be like, hey, high school boy who I know has a girlfriend, I don't give a fuck about that. We're going to have sex. I'm going to go get this WAP ready and you need to be ready. Like, that Can we go was to just... different colleges? Because I definitely know people okay, who would be this then, way. <laughs> then, then maybe, but maybe, but I just, uh, I don't know. I just... I mean, no, you're I, right. I, you're I, right. I, no, maybe I, I just didn't have this kind of experience where someone who... 
I, again, the idea that someone would want to fuck Corey that bad seems <laughs> fictional to me. If you're out there and you're like, hey, I would ruin the relationship to fuck Ben Savage, then let us know. But that's I just think not something just I just ruin our chances of getting Ben Savage on the pod. <laughs> but like, first thing he does when he comes up here. So, T, I hear you think I'm unfuckable. <laughs> no, but like the way that Corey is portrayed on this show does not seem like the kind of dude that would have this kind of situation happen to him. It seems like something that would happen to Sean. I'll tell you that. Topanga completely went up there and was like, yo, you are a sexy ass dude, Corey Matthews. So I think that's really important. Also, it's not that um, Mary Beth didn't like just chose him blindly. She's like, oh, you're a sensitive guy. She needed someone in that moment who was sensitive. Um, and that's what she was looking for. And Corey was there. And that's why she chose him over Sean. And I just think that that's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You're right. I think it's a, please hit us back with your viewpoints on how Mary Beth was handled because I think that she wasn't slut shamed in the fact that she just owned her sexuality and she was like, yo, this is what I'm about. And the show doesn't really judge her for it. But at the same time, you could argue the fact that she has to, stand there and Corey Corey's the one who's like I can't I must pass (laughs) (laughs) is um, oh man is a little bit much okay so grade what grade are you getting this I'm giving it a B plus uh it's not my favorite episode but again I felt like this writing was like strong I I love what they did with the two storylines together and I love Eric's finale so I give it a B plus and I'm going to give this episode an A plus. I honestly just think, wow. I think that this episode as a standalone episode, and that's another thing. Whenever we do this, I'm usually judging per episode and you're judging per season, like where it fits into the season. But I think that this was a good episode. I, as I said, they used everyone properly. We got all of our Michael Jacob moments. We got our tension. We got our comedy. Uh, we used everyone perfectly. And I just feel like that was a really good also, Eric's whole speech to get into college. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, homework. So, as you guys know, this is honestly the first episode that we are recording post the news of Chadwick Boseman's passing. Mm-hmm. And that's just honestly, if you haven't already, I was already watching the Marvel Universe anyway, uh, and we had recently watched Black Panther, again, of course, I had to watch it. If you haven't, please watch that movie. Uh, If you want to, go back and listen to our episode on when that movie came out so you understand how much it means to us. That was just... It was just a moment in time in black culture. And I don't think anyone will forget the first time they saw Black Black Panther, especially if you're a person of color. And... I don't think many black people will forget the moment they learned that he died. Um, it's I, just, I was, I was just going to say that we, uh, as a family watched black Panther on Juneteenth. It, uh, it just, it felt like, like the ultimate celebration of black excellence. And it was like, we have to end our Juneteenth with a big showing of black Panther. So like, it really has it like, it cre- like done so much for the culture and you know the fact that he made all these movies while he was sick is just so inspiring it's yeah it's we definitely need to 
give him some love. So I wanted to make sure that we shouted that out again. Um, such a fantastic, I saw someone online say we were so right to celebrate black Panther the way that we did when we did. And that's just how I felt. I mean, like, I'm so happy that at the time we all turned up, we all went out, we all really made sure to make sure he understood what that movie meant to us before he passed. So there's that. Also, speaking of for the culture, while we're on our break between seasons, Netflix is putting out a bunch of new shows, not new, I guess old, but they are re-releasing shows like Sister, Sister, Moesha's already out, uh, The Parkers. So if you have not or you're not familiar with these black classic sitcoms do yourself a favor check them out over the break you will not be disappointed i'm already restarting my sister sister rewatch which is funny because i just finished my the game rewatch and (laughs) just tia maori all the way all day every day all day every day getting them netflix checks Um, (laughs) it's i just really think that everyone should take time and rewatch them girlfriends also comes out Uh, it's just a lot of good television to watch so we hope that you watch and enjoy um i i do actually want to throw out one homework assignment um i got showtime recently just because of streaming networks i i'm quarantined you know whatever (laughs) um they have a fantastic motown documentary that i really enjoyed watching that uh a journey to hitsville i think it is and it's 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 interesting when you see how many of these people are still alive that they're interviewing like some of the greatest songwriters and performers like some of the greatest black entertainers of all time who made songs that broke the color line that's like hey i don't like black people but i like the temptations and i like the supremes <laughs> helped our movement like i i just didn't to, i don't like black people but is like america's tagline <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but when you really understand everything barry gordy did for our culture like it's just it's incredible so like if you have the opportunity to watch it go back literally every motown song is a hit and a bop and they were designed to be that way and it's definitely it's been going through our soundtracks uh spotify we've been playing motown nonstop. so i was just yeah so it sounds like you guys have a lot to do between the break so uh make sure that you listen to uh our old episodes make sure that you guys hit us up with any of your thoughts we will be back for the report card of course but uh until then i guess we can wrap this up thank you guys for listening to brumley's world remember you can find us on all the places that you're listening to us right now leave us a rating whenever you can keep giving us your feedback we love it we love interacting with you guys on facebook twitter uh instagram hit us up on email at rummingsworld at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at i am not your oreo uh tc you can find me on Instagram at a braver me at dot braver dot me. And again, guys, we were crazy to hear what you think about this. We want to know what you think about Mary Beth. We want to know what you think about Eric in school. We want to know if you are what fuck Ben Savage. We want to know. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Get him back in. If you guys can give us a list of people who he who will fuck him, then maybe he'll come back on that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get him. Okay, you guys remember to dream, try, and do good. Later, bros. Later, bros. <laughs>